Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Moulton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. What's up? My dude. We were talking serious before the show started. Do you want to talk about it now? I mean, I mean... We might as well. We might as well. This is the big episode, 199th episode. It's insane, right? Dun, 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 dun. In a day like today in a world like this, <laughs> that we would get to 200 episodes. <laughs> I'm just a boy standing in front of a boy. <laughs> 199 right. hours plus right. later. Right. So yeah. David and I wanted to mark the 200th episode. Well, we get a lot of comments. We get a lot of fan mail from people who are saying, like, please, for the love of God, yeah. do something different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just stop. <laughs> and, and, like, and Mystery Gobble's like, more and more and more. Right, right. Longer. He just wants longer and longer and longer. Yeah. So David came up with a great idea on how we could really push the envelope to get the Mystery Gobble, the longest episode in the history of Penn Cinema Podcast. Yeah. And what we're going to do is next week for our 200 episode extravaganza bonanza <laughs> extravaganza bonanza that's right that's right people we are going to release a commentary track for avatar the original 2009 avatar uh, also known as avatar the first avatar right <laughs> <laughs> right 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 so what this will entail we'll, we'll we'll have instructions there but you'll be able to sync up your disney plus and uh if you want, you can listen to us and watch the movie with us talk about the movie. Uh, and it could be good or it could be bad. We don't know yet. We'll find it's, out. It's a long movie. It's every listener's greatest dream yeah. to sit between the two of us. What I cannot wait for <laughs> is the point in the movie where you're like, I need more coffee. And it's just me going, well, it's been a couple minutes. He hasn't come back yet. <laughs> Why is his car driving away? <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess it's just me now. <laughs> I didn't say where I was getting the coffee. <laughs> I'm at Dosi Do hanging out, talking to everybody. I got lunch. <laughs> right. What are you doing, Pat? Oh, I'm recording the show right now. <laughs> I better get back. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. So next week, tune in. Uh, it, it'll be a perfect reason to rewatch this movie before the next movie, which is slated to make like so much money. I don't know if you saw any of the predictions of like 150 million dollars. That's like, exactly what I saw right off the bat, which is. Yeah. Post-pandemic insane money. Well, that's Black Panther money. Mm, that's true. Yeah. I mean, Black yeah. Panther just did 180. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no doubt this movie will financially be a success. Here's, here's where we're at. Just always bringing it back to the business side of things. Right. I've been working on the schedule for late December. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be, there's going to be a very small selection of movies. Yeah. And they're all going to be good. Like, I'm really happy with our lineup, but there's not going to be 18 different titles. There's going to be Avatar, Puss in Boots, 
Babylon, I Want to Dance, and um, I forget what else. There's another one in there, but you know what I mean? Like, there's not a lot of, yeah. they're all so long, and, and I think they all deserve, you know, good run times. So we'll see. It'll be wondered if it'll have legs. If it'll have legs. If, um, if they say. A man called Otto comes out in January. That'll pick up the slack. Okay. I contacted our friends at Netflix this morning. <gasps> Look at So we had Glass Onion here in Lidditz. Yes. And I checked in with Lori to see, are you or are you not sticking with your original plan? Because Glass Onion, I don't know if you heard, was huge hit. Yeah. It was a massive success at the box office. And they had said it was going to be one week and then unavailable anywhere and then on Netflix. They fall back on that? Nope, they're sticking to it. I heard they were sticking to it, but do you know what else I heard? What? That come, but it releases on the 23rd or whatever. Mm -hmm. Come Netflix release, there's an option for theaters to bring it back. Once it's on Netflix, you can bring it back. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I read today. Which, seeing how successful it is, I can only imagine that if you could, you would. I definitely will. Yeah. Absolutely, I will. I mean, I was here at noon on a Sunday, and the theater was like packed. Yeah, for this, the, the theater I was in was packed. Right, and that's for a Sunday morning, crazy. Yeah, so yeah, that was a good one. So, but also in that same email thread, I reached out to her. Did we watch? I don't think I don't think we did. But there's a film called Matilda. The old movie Matilda? No, it's brand new. It coming down on Netflix with limited theatrical release. Oh, I didn't know that. And I reached out to her and said, we should get this in Lidditz. Is it the, the, the girl, the little girl? Yeah. Matilda? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like some kind of remake. Yeah. It's the 2022 release. Mm-hmm. And she said, no. Huh. <laughs> it, it was, it was an abbreviated conversation. Yeah. Just everything. Right. No. no. Times two. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I go back with Lori. She worked for Lionsgate a hundred years ago. Mm. And so she used to be my sales rep there. And now she used she, to say no to you there too. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think. Has she ever not said no? Right. <laughs> well, we played glass onion. Oh, okay. So, Good you know, point. there's one. And I didn't realize how limited that was. Yeah. It was like Only the cool kids. 900 theaters or something? Yeah. 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 We were happy to be included. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Let's talk Mission Impossible. We kind of segued right off the 200th episode. Right. You sort of talked about what it was, what it's going to be and everything like that. And then we got making jokes about me running away for coffee. Right. But I'm really excited about it. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. This is going to yeah. be a... <laughs> I, I mean, I sat here and I like had to talk you into it. You did. He did. Yeah. Well, I had, well, to, I had my... to explain the idea. Right. Why? And once I got my head around it, I'm really excited. Yeah, this, this is going to be, yeah, be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to bring coffee to the show. Good idea. Huh? Coffee to the show. Perfect. Using my noggin. I like it. Yeah. All right. Now with that settled. Let's talk about Mission Possible. Let's talk about news. Do you, when I, when, have you read this? Yes. Okay. All right. So then I can't ask you the question if you know what dead reckoning means. Oh, right. I did right. not know what, it, I, I did not know what it meant until I read that. I figured it was going to be like, we're watching the movie and the guy's going to be like, it's time for your reckoning, but you'll be dead. Ah! <laughs> he said the movie. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Christopher McQuarrie, uh, the director, said uh, the title Dead Reckoning is a navigational term. It means you're picking a course based solely on your last known position, and that becomes quite the metaphor not only for Ethan, 
but several characters. So, can you explain Dead Reckoning to me? So, here's the thing. Yeah. Drew and I, well, I don't want to say it. Never mind. You just, is that a bus on top of Drew right now, or... No, no, okay. uh, no, 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 quite, oh. quite to the contrary. Oh, okay. <laughs> Me and Drew oh. were throwing some people under the bus this morning. And oh, both of you together. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yes. called teamwork. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is teamwork to the nth degree. Yeah. And and then it occurred to me maybe I shouldn't talk about who all we those were, people. All under those the bus. people were thrown under the bus. <laughs> so I'll answer your question by saying this: I it never occurred to me, like. The, the title of the film is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Yeah. I, it never occurred to me for even a f- passing moment. Who cares? Like, why You're is right. it? You know You're what right. I mean? Like, yeah. It never occurred to me to ask, why is it called Dead Reckoning? It just sounds like a badass title. Right. You know? And it's Mission Impossible. Like, let's go. You don't need to be getting all, like, all, all deep. I know. You know? It, it could have been, like, Mission Impossible 7. Toadstool protocol. Oh, yeah, man. Badass. Yeah, exactly. You know, it could be anything. Can leap off of that? Yeah. What's that? A frog joke? Yeah, because I said toadstool. (laughs) (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Speaking of leaping off of things. Anyway, my point is, I, 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 I did not need to know why it was called Dead Reckoning. And this thing... Picking a course based solely on your last known position, I don't. What, what don't you understand? Like it's. Just well, that's. So you're like I don't know where I'm in, but I'm here, so I'm gonna go there. Right. Okay. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I've never said. Sa- well, I was gonna say I've never sailed, but we know that's not true anymore. <laughs> I mean, you sail. <laughs> you've sailed. I have sailed. Yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, that's true, <laughs> buddy boy. <laughs> Um, you want to field this one? Yeah. Well, speaking of leaping off of things. Yes. Right. You remember how successful. Speaking of reckoning. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Is, right. Massive. Which I, I hear is coming to theaters by a fathom event. Mm. Oh, that could be. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> director, had, that we I think a few weeks ago we revealed that he's making a dark Peter Pan. Mm. Awesome. I mean, perfect, right? right. Well, now. The next film that they've announced is Bambi, The Reckoning. Mm. And we got an email from Jeff, Jason. Yes. Jordan? Jonathan. Yeah. Jonathan, Jason, Jeffries. Right. Which is so funny that with your last name starting with a J, your parents would name you two names J's. Right. And that's how we got his nickname, Triple J. J3. J3. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. J3. J3 wrote in, and he was most, I mean, we're skipping ahead now to listeners' notes, but J3 Uh, J3 wrote in and said he was most disturbed. Yeah. Okay. I didn't see you put this on here. But then he said he watched it anyway. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't think, did you click on the link? Because it wasn't about Bambi. It was something else, right? Yeah. It's the Grinch. The Grinch. Right, right, right. They're making, there's a trailer for. A bloody horror version of yeah. the Grinch, and so to Jeffrey, Jason, Jonathan, Jeffrey's point, yeah, they're 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 what just going through everything that's available in the public domain and like throwing buckets of blood on it and calling it art. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, you get it. <laughs> you get it. You you did it. You figured it out. I wonder, are they going to take a minute 
to develop any kind of storyline to it? Or? <laughs> pen. <It's> pen. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, I think put a little bit too much thought in here. Let me explain this oh, to you. please. Okay? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Dollar signs. <laughs> Money. Yeah. For nothing. Chicks for free? And your chicks <laughs> for free. <laughs> I want my MTV. Exactly. All right. Well, speaking of MTV, rumor has it that Aaron Taylor Johnson is the front runner for the next James Bond. This is rumor, but I thought it was big enough news. Yeah. I saw it in a few, quite a few different platforms. Yeah. And I normally wouldn't be like, yeah, whatever. But. Well, last week. We had the whole incident where I put casting news in, and you were you were all like, uh, "Well, I don't really like to put casting news in my show notes." Yeah, and I don't know if you understand this or not, but I'm kind of better than everyone else, <laughs> <laughs> and things that I find interesting uh, are more interesting <laughs> than the regular things. <laughs> well put. <laughs> I'm glad you understand that. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the big news. Um, but after seeing him in Bullet Train, yeah. he's like unrecognizable from when Kick- he was in Kick-Ass. From Kick-Ass. Yeah. And I totally watch him as Bond. Absolutely, I would. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like I I don't know. I I hundred percent endorse this. Like I think this would be great. He's young, but not too young. Right. Like this is the age bracket Bond. Like what is he? Like mid late twenties. Yeah, thirties. Early thirties. Yeah. yeah, like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally on board with this. I think that's exciting news. But are you on board with this next thing? Because. How do you feel about 30 minutes of striptease dancing? Oh, me? Yeah. (laughs) That wasn't rhetorical. (laughs) Magic Mike, the last dance, is reported to have a 30-minute climactic dance final scene. Here's the thing. Finale. 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 Here's the thing. The thing about this is that is that let me say this about that. Okay. The thing about this is that if it's a 30 minute striptease dance, Mm. I'm not on board. I don't need that. I think it'll be more complex than that. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If it's a 30 minute full on dance sequence, which I'm picturing like the folk, I'm picturing like the beginning of La La Land where they're all like out on the freeway or, you Mm. know, whatever. Like there's a million different things it could be, but I, I'm kind of cool with this as long as the rest of the movie is like, as, as long as we're not talking about a three hour movie. Yeah. If you're going to give me a 30 minute, dance sequence at the end of an hour of a movie, then I'm completely on board. Here's I know you're looking over here and you're like, is that a big brain? Is that big brain, David? Cause all oh, the big brain, 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 the big, big brain, the big brain yeah. on Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. It's 30 minutes dancing finale, but it's going to be like, and stuff happens, celebratory dance mm. thing starts, credits mm. start rolling with like close ups, like starring Channing Tatum, and he's like dancing, and then whoever, and then they're dancing. And I, I bet you like 15 minutes of it'll be 
credits. Okay. What do you think? No? No. I, first, I haven't seen any of the Magic Mike's, Mike's. So it'll be like The Great Outdoors with uh, Dan Aykroyd yeah. and yeah. John Goodman, where the, they sing at the end, right. dance around. I really hope that there's something else coming out this same weekend so that you and I don't have to watch this. What if there's not? <laughs> <laughs> we'll come up with something. <laughs> oh, we forgot to watch the movie this week. <laughs> All right, um, I'll read this headline because mm. I want to show you the editing. So there was a big shape up, shake up at Disney with Bob Chapik getting booted for Bob Iger. Mm. And one of our unnamed listeners says employees are thrilled. Right. We, we were allowed to share. Oh, this, that, this part we were? That part we were allowed oh, to okay. share. So everyone's favorite sister wrote in. And she's an employee at the aforementioned right. company. I think we appropriately identified her as head of lead department of cruise control for Disney. Ah. Right? I, I have no idea. Yeah. No, she told us that oh. we, had it, we had it totally wrong. <laughs> she totally does, wrong. She does not work in the cruise. <laughs> right. on the, with the, yeah, she does some. Uh, like she works for Disney stuff. as the director of national parks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. She's the CEO right. of Disney <laughs> of the park division. She is Walt Disney. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you heard it here first. Right. <laughs> Everyone's favorite sister is Walt right. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Undeniable. <laughs> Is Disney the guy who froze his brain or something? Yeah, they say that his head's like in a jar somewhere. I love that. I love that so much. And then he came back as, as everyone's, everyone's favorite, favorite sister. What a perfect time to come back. Right. He waited for this exact moment. He's like, this is when I. This is where I'll shine. This is it. Top ten Sarah's sister. I'll pose as her older sister. Count me in. She'll never know. Oh my God, that's too good. So anyway, what's the point of the news here is that Disney got new leadership. Everybody seems excited. Mm. We got word from the inside that the employees are really excited. Yeah. Really good stuff happening. And what's interesting is from my point of view, like it doesn't change a whole lot, but it definitely like there was an excitement among the people that I deal with. Like, yeah. and that, that, I'm sorry, that might be too strong of a word. There was like, it was generally like, okay, this is good. I don't know how much you've been reading, but there's stuff like all over, sort of spec speculative, sort of, no, I don't know how much it's bank, but like, I was reading an article that was saying that like, uh, uh, Chapek was hiding how much Disney Plus is losing mm. by airing shows on one of their off channels, like ABC Family or whatever, mm. for one night so that he could write the production cost off that and there was like something like an eight million dollar loss on Disney Plus. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I think this is going to be a crazy shakeup. But the big thing that I really hear about, I mean, there's a lot of di people talking about Disney Plus with this, but the big thing is uh, Chapek nickel and dimed the, ex the Disney experience mm. for people. And that's one of the big things he's known for. The costs of everything in the park just like going up mm. and, and all the little things that used to be free, like the amenities of part of the experience, like all of a sudden cost money. So I don't know how much of that they'll roll back on or what, but uh, Bob Iger is back in town. Yeah. 
Okay. God so, bless. Cool. You ever been to Disney? Not since I was too young to be, to really remember. Just, yeah. a, just a pup? Just a pup. Running around, yipping and yapping. Did you have a podcast back then? Yeah. Of course, obviously. I mean, I was like four. I mean, right. come on. Yeah. Like, clearly. Imagine four-year-old David with a podcast. <laughs> what do you guys think about Legos? <laughs> <laughs> I got Legos. <laughs> I can't think of anything else I would have said it for. You're hung up on Legos. <laughs> I fell. Got a stone stuck in my head because I did that twice. <laughs> That's these scars on my forehead. Um, if four-year-old Penn would be like, <laughs> I fell, can I have another cookie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't have Legos? Can I have some cookies? <laughs> yeah, give oh, some cookies. I definitely had Legos, but I've yeah. always been more interested in cookies than yeah. Legos. Four-year-old me didn't know about meat, so oh, yeah. there's a lot of stuff I didn't know about. Oh, God bless. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I know about right now, yeah, James McAvoy. Hello. My boy, one of my favorite actors. Yeah. He says... That he has not heard from Kevin Feige about reprising his role as Professor X. Well, I just want to calm him down. Oh. And make him feel better. I haven't heard from him either. No. No, it's true. No. It's true. That That's hard to it's believe. Shocking. That should have been the headliner on the yeah. news. We need to start picking headliners. Yeah, you know, I don't want to say who's getting cast for what, but I want to, <laughs> I mean. Who would be, what would be your headline on this this week's news? I think my headline would be. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think that's that's the yeah. All right, so what do we what do we think about James McAvoy not being not having been contacted yet? Because you said the other day after we watched, uh, I think it was Black Panther. You made some kind of comment, something or other, led to you to say about how Disney's going MCU is going to have to redo X Men. Yeah, because they're introducing mutants. Right. So either they've just established they've always been around, in which case you'll have an older Professor Xavier, or they they should just recast completely. Yeah. And if they do an older Xavier, I mean, they'd probably try and keep uh, Patrick Stewart because they've already had had him appear Why in not? the MCU once. Yeah. But really, either I think that he could show up um, when they do Secret Wars. Mm. Which is gonna, I think, is gonna be like all the Mar- all the movie universes collapsing, Oof. so you can have like all the different versions of people. Yeah, um, you can have Robert Downey Jr. back. Yeah, well, well, they would probably have like Tom Cruise as Iron Man because that was one of the, oh, the rumored right. things. Right, 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 right. And what you will have is Chris Evans as the Human Torch, mm. like things that were gotcha. different, you know. Yeah. All right, well, you know what we love to talk about more than anything? Cocaine. Cocaine, and there's three things on this show that we are a sucker for every time. Every time. It's the cocaine, the bars. The bars. And Elizabeth Banks. I feel like we've constantly talked about those three things. That's all we ever talk about. We get notes every week, enough with the cocaine, enough with the bears, and enough with the Elizabeth Banks. Right. Do you remember that movie she made where my big, do you remember my big complaint? There's too much of her in it. Well, no, I I think I liked the movie and I didn't think there was too much of her, but I was turned (sighs) off because when the movie started, it was like Elizabeth Banks presents. 
and Elizabeth Eli- Banks in an <laughs> Elizabeth Banks production. <laughs> right. Starring Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> Co-starring Elizabeth Banks. And it was like all like she just had to have her name all over it. Which was I it's ironic because I enjoyed the movie, right. but I just remember commenting like, oh my God. Like at some point, just say it's a film by Elizabeth Banks starring Elizabeth Banks, period. Right. You don't need to she was the director and the producer and the co-producer and the lead gaff and everything. Mind you, this is coming from a man with his name on a giant building. Yes. Three giant buildings. Only once. Okay. True. <laughs> You're right. I can't I mean, even argue. Is it, if Elizabeth Banks opened a theater and named it the Elizabeth Banks Cinema, she would have it on the <laughs> like Elizabeth Banks, Elizabeth right. Banks, Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for trying to throw me under the bus. Oh, no problem. But we have. <laughs> I felt left out because you and Drew are doing it all earlier today. Right. So there's a new poster out. Yeah. Elizabeth Banks is making a movie, and I'm not sure if she's in it or not, but she's <laughs> definitely making a movie, and the movie is called Cocaine Bear. It's being released. This is no joke. It's being released by Universal this February. Are you familiar with this story? I saw the headline. Did you read the article? No. Do you know that it's based on a true story? What? Here's what happened. This is, I swear to God, I'm 100% going to be watching. play the cocaine or the bear? I'm 100% going to be watching this movie. <laughs> I want it to be her playing the bear, but not a, like an outfit. Just <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> rah, and everyone just pretend she's a bear. <laughs> so we got a picture of the bear on the poster. Oh boy. And the true story is a drug runner had some kind of malfunction, bailed out of his plane, and was found dead, like in a street where he fell to his death. Yeah. Right? But the plane with 300 pounds of cocaine Oof. crashed in the woods. <laughs> You'll never guess <laughs> who found the 300 pounds of cocaine. It was the bear. It was the bear. <laughs> it was the bear. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I thought the cops found it, and then the bear stole it. This is like, I mean, it's a true story, and it's going to focus on, like, tourists and the small-town cops and the small-town characters and so on. But the poster legit has a coked-out bear going crazy oh, of course. on the poster. If, if the bear doesn't have, like, a coke mustache, right. like, they didn't do it right. Right. All right, so we're all excited for Cocaine Bear. <laughs> comes Speaking out. Speaking of cocaines and bears, comes out in February. This next one, yeah, you wrote a big intro here. Well, I just I thought this was cool because what what made it cool. So Antonio Banderas McLaughlin, right. which you guys know as Antonio Banderas. Right, did I ever tell you about my friend Bob McLaughlin? No. His he has daughters, <gasps> but he always said if he had a son. He would name him Antonio Banderas McLaughlin. <laughs> Perfect. This guy, I called him Bobo. And Bobo, because his last name was started with an M. So Bobo was one of the funniest, like driest people I've ever known in my life. <laughs> we, I, I, can I just tell this story Please. real quick? So freshman year of college, I'm sitting in my dorm room. Yeah. I'm, I walk in and Bob's sitting there and we're talking, chit-chatting. And a couple of days later, I'm sitting in there and the door's open. And Bob says, hey, you got to close that door. And he's a sophomore. I'm a freshman. And he says, uh, you got to close that door. I said, why? What's, what's wrong? And he goes, listen, you leave the door open. 
some idiot's going to poke their head and want to talk to you. The next thing you know, they're going to want to be our friend. You shut the door. Nobody bothers you. They leave you alone. This way, we don't have to talk to anybody. <laughs> I was like, all right. Words to live by. Yeah. You practice that t- till this day. Right. You don't want to accidentally make friends. Right. At co- worse. While you're at college. Mm. Or anywhere, really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So anyway, um, Bob O.M. Oh, no. Antonio Banderas McLaughlin. We know him as Zorro, right? Mm-hmm. And he was in the news recently saying that he thinks the new Zorro should be Tom Holland. Whoa. What do you feel about that? I think that's great. But what excites me about this story is, do you remember who was the Zorro before Antonio Banderas McLaughlin? I don't. It was Anthony Hopkins. Oh. So here's the quote from Antonio, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Banderas, who portrayed uh, Zorro in the 1998 Mask of Zorro's 2005, was talking about it and said, was asked if there was going to be another Zorro movie. To which he replied, quote, I would consider that possibility. Why not? I think today I said something like that to somebody. They asked me about Zorro. If they called me to do Zorro, I would do what Anthony Hopkins did for me, which is to pass the torch and tell them to call Tom Holland. Really? So isn't that interesting? Like, it's pretty cool that, like, Anthony Hopkins, like, passed the torch to Antonio Banderas, who's now, like, saying, let's pass the torch to Tom Holland. Right. I think that's kind of cool. I would be more impressed if he was passing the torch of Desperado. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Those are the ones where he had, uh, he was, I think it was Desperado. Jeez, it was Antonio Banderas. McLaughlin. McLaughlin. And he's walking around with like, uh, was it Desperado? Have I got it? El Mariachi. He is. He's a guitar player, mm. and he walks around. Wait, are you thinking of Puss in Boots? No, he walks around, <laughs> and then he's got like machine guns in the in the guitar case. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if it's the second or third one, but there's like a bunch of them, and one yeah. guy's guitar case is like a rocket launcher, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it's called Desperado. Well, that's. All the news fit to print. Whoa! See how different direction. See how I waited till the last second. Yeah, I didn't know it was coming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We got some decent trailers this week. Uh, We have four trailers to discuss, and I watched the first one and I was like, "Ooh, that's my trailer of the week." Really? And I watched the second one and I was like, "Ooh, that's my trailer of the week." And then I watched the third one and I was like, "Ooh, that's my trailer of the week." And then I watched the fourth one. Wow. And I was like, ooh, that's my trailer of the week. Okay, that's what I thought. Gotcha. That's what I thought. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, let's go over these. Let's start off with the first one. You lead us in. Okay, Babylon opens on uh, December, in December. Yeah. And um, stars Margot Robbie and Brad Pitt. And I found out today, Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. and a couple other people I recognized in the trailer. This is the new trailer for Babylon. Shows you a little bit more about Margot Robbie's character who you could only, what, describe as wild child? Like, kind of insane. This is, all kidding aside, this is my trailer of the week. Really? Yes. I think this movie looks like something I want to see. I think both of the trailers are not great. Um, This trailer, don't you agree that this trailer is better than the last trailer? Yes and no. This trailer legitimately makes me want to see the movie, Mm. which, by the way, I'm going to see in two days. This trailer screams liar to me. Oh. 
liar. Not that the movie's not going to be good. I'm not saying that the movie is going to be bad. What I'm saying is this movie, even more than the other one, sells a fast-paced, crazy action, all-over-the-wall movie. And I think this movie is going to be a drama with crazy outbursts in it and that they've just focused on so it's like it's like when you have a comedy and they put all the funny lines in the trailer it's yes but what i want to say it's not quite to this degree but i think this is going to be a very heavy Mm. and emotional movie about living in sin in yeah it's like about about being an actor. Mm. I think there's going to be funny parts to it, but I think it's going to be a very dark type of comedy. It reminds me of that movie. Was it with, um, if I'm, if I'm going to make an analogy, it's the, the great Gatsby. No, once upon a time in Hollywood movie with Adam Sandler. That was funny. People, funny people. We thought it was going to be a comedy and it was heavy. Right. And I think that it's people, and I don't think people are going to think this is a comedy as much as they think they're getting into a fast-paced, crazy action ride. Mm-hmm. And it just has a couple fast-paced, fast-paced, crazy scenes that most likely are chopped because the editing in this in this trailer gave me a headache. It's, it's going to be most likely fast chop, back and forth montage type things, and then moving on to there's going to be a lot. I think this movie is going to have a ton of dialogue that's not. Evidence. A lot of people are calling this already Margot Robbie frontrunner for lead actress. I'm yeah. I'm not saying that the movie's going to be bad. I think, but what I think is that the trailer lies to us. Mm, that's really interesting. Yeah, I could see that, but I still loved the trailer. It didn't give me a headache. I, it made me want to see the movie. Mm. But you're right. It could be a lie. Yeah. I'm going to the trade screening on Wednesday. Are you really? So you'll oh, be able to tell. Yeah. And if it's like you said, I plan to stand up and point at my my finger at the screen and say, liar! Those trailers lied to me! <laughs> uh, next trailer is Avatar, The Way of the Water. We got a new trailer, which focuses a little bit more on the underwater aspect to this feature film. This should have been the, the first trailer. You're saying this makes you feel... This trailer made me more interested yeah. in the movie than the first trailer, which made it look exactly like the first movie right the first trailer is beat for beat makes the story look exactly the same this trailer makes it look more about like them trying to integrate with the water tribe mm-hmm. stuff going on i have a big theory that uh, natiri dies like early early. In the, early in the movie and that he's a single either a single father or or something yeah um cuz i just Maybe I just can't tell them apart, but I feel like she's not in it. I can't tell any of a them. A lot. Yeah. That's that's uh, on me. a little racist of you. <laughs> no. Against the Avatar people. Okay. Uh, White Noise, David chose to put on the show notes, even though it was released on Netflix last week. I didn't know that. It, right at the end of the trailer when it said in select theaters and quick. on Netflix. I saw in select theaters, I saw a November date, and I thought... <laughs> And we're probably still good. <laughs> but this is technically a trailer that came out this week. And it was great. Yes. This it took me a second to I was like, who is oh Adam Driver? You know what this made me think of? It's a modern version of 
a National Lampoon's family vacation movie. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Except the world is except for the world is ending. Right. But it's a dark comedy. Yeah. About a family trying to avoid yeah. an apocalypse situation. You know what I like, and I don't know, like you can't take it to the bank, but it's usually a good sign when a really good actor mm-hmm. reteams up with a really good director. Right. And Noah Baumbach is the director. Is he also the writer? Greta Gerwig is in it, right? Greta Gerwig's in it. Yeah. And Adam Driver worked with Noah Baumbach in, um, was it Marriage Story? Why can't I take this to the bank? They're not going to take this? Right. Well, you can take it, but they, won't, they, gonna, they won't give you anything. My money's not good enough for that? No, it's not. <laughs> <sighs> you know how I feel about banks. The next trailer is my trailer of the week. Living? Living. Didn't we watch this trailer like a month ago? We watched a very similar trailer, but this was a new version of it. With just with, Honestly, mostly just had quotes from people who said right, they loved right. it. It wasn't a whole lot of new stuff, but I really feel like this is going to be a good movie. And this, of all of these trailers, this is the one that got me to want to watch the movie the most. Hmm. I'm not saying that it's going to be better than the other movies. I'm saying as a trailer, right. this one was the most effective yeah. selling tool. Is and the whole movie in black and white? No, I don't think any of it's in black and white. Oh. Are you in black and white? I was watching that on my black and white computer screen. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Living is the one with Bill Nye. The performance of a lifetime. Yeah, where he's lived a life of work mm. and then decides, wait a minute, mm. what am why can't I have some fun? Right. And as you know, girls just want to have fun. Right. That's all. So he just, you know. Yeah. Off he goes. Yeah. Signed up for an Iron Man. The next thing you know, he's living his best life. Boom, boom, boom. Right. It's that easy. That's how Penn did it. All right. You ready to talk about our movie this Yes. Week? All right. We watched Glass Onion. And, ah, man, this is a tough one to say whether or not we want to talk about it spoiler or spoiler free. Spoiler. I think we can only talk about it spoilery. Well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And even then I'm like, ah, I almost don't want to talk like, cause it's so good. Like if you, all right, look for realsies, for realsies, for realsies. If this is the type of movie you want to watch, this isn't like our normal type of review where you're like, yeah, you know, like, cause it's a whodunit. Yeah. But we don't want to tell you whodunit. Right. So if you're going to watch this movie, do yourself a favor how are they going to know when to get back into the podcast? Just go watch it and come back. Okay. I think just assume that for the rest of the show. If you're driving to work. Right. Like, for example, if, I don't know, like if you worked in Mannheim. Yeah. And you're driving to Mannheim from Lidditz. And you were gobbling away. Right. Just, exactly. Just right. pull the heck over. Right. <laughs> pull it up on your phone. Watch <laughs> Glass Onion before you get to work. Sit on the side of the road on Doe Run Road, you know, yeah. and watch Glass Onion in your car. You'll, you'll thank us. Yeah, exactly. All right, so glass onion pen thoughts. What did you? What? What? What's going on in your in your head there? Um, First off, mm. let me ask you this question: Going into the movie, who did you think was going to die? I don't know. I um, this one of the things that I loved about this movie is because going into the movie, I was like, oh well, for sure he's going to die, and then I was like, five minutes later, I was like, oh she's going to die. And then a minute later, I was like, he did it. A minute later, I was like, oh, she did it. Now, I will say, I kind of felt like all along 
that um, who's the who's the main who's the host? Edward Norton. Edward Norton. I did feel like Edward Norton was going to be like the ultimately be the bad guy. Oh, okay. but I did. But the only reason why I said that is because everybody else was kind of like supporting characters. You know, like I felt I, like it was, seemed like he was too on the nose to be the bad guy. Yeah. Well, I will. Regardless of what you felt, you certainly didn't think he was going to be the bad guy for the reason that it ended up. Right. Like that twist, nobody saw that coming. Right. Or at least I didn't. The, the twin. The the twin and the fact that he had previously killed the original sister. Right. I mean. Right. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like he yeah. killed the original sister. Right. Right. Because she uncovered this thing about his company and et cetera, et cetera. There's no way you could have seen that coming. Glass Onion is such because I was just thinking this movie has layers, and Onion is like yeah because. They'll show you something and you think, oh, like, I I understand what I'm seeing, right? Like, so here, for instance, we see early in the movie, uh, LeBlanc sees uh, Dave Bautista's character, like, running, and then he catches his girlfriend in bed with Edward Norton. Right. And he gets angry. Well, you think he gets angry. Well, that's this is what you see, because they, they choose to show you clips but they don't show you the whole scene but he doesn't he doesn't write exactly right and then you see from over the shoulder you see leblanc in the background watching right and then later in the movie later in the movie you find out that he sent his girlfriend to sleep with him to convince him of something so he knew that was going on right he wasn't angry he was just like okay but then what he gets angry about is something that they say that he says that we right. didn't hear originally right. how he wasn't going to endorse him. Right. That's what he's angry with. Right. And then they show the over the shoulder thing from just a few more degrees. And LeBlanc isn't by himself. He's with somebody else. Right. The sister. Yeah. So there's like a ton of like the movie. It's not just, it shows you something from a perspective and it's wrong. It shows you the exact same thing, but a little bit more context. Right. And it's totally different. Yeah. There was one like moment that caught me more surprised than the whole rest of the movie. And it doesn't really have anything to do with the plot, but I just thought it was so well done was when they all sit around the dinner table and Edward Norton's like, here's the mystery. And before he can finish saying what happened, LeBlanc stands up and he's like, she did it with a crossbow from here. And like, like <laughs> what do we get? I right, like, he's like, yeah. what do we get if we win? <laughs> right. Yeah. And then like it instantaneously like reveals the whole, you know, long setup. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Um, like when the car, he's the cars on the ceiling. He's like, what? Why is the car on the roof? He's like, yeah, I can't drive it around here. <laughs> There's no roads. Yeah. Where else goes, would it, it be? Everywhere I go. Yeah. It's just here. Um, this, it, I, this is something that I've said a couple times today about this movie, and I hate that I, I like it's so crazy to me that I'm saying it. So Ryan Johnson, I don't hate Ryan Johnson. We, he's the best. We joke. I don't say that he's the best <laughs> because he ruined Star Wars. But says you. Says a lot of people. 
But one of the big things... I love watching you resist the, the, the urge to fight about it right here and now. <laughs> one of the, one of the things that was constantly repeated mm-hmm. about Star Wars that also contributed to it sucking so much was the expectation to have your expectations subverted. Mm, okay. Right? By the genre. Yes. We're going we're gonna, to uh, subvert your expectations. Blah, right. blah, blah. Constantly saying that. Right. Glass Onion... For the genre of murder mm, mysteries, yes. subverted my expectations of what I expected from a murder mystery movie. Mm. Wow. And that was awesome. So now you're Rain Johnson's number one fan. I mean, I've I loved him forever. Right. It's I now that I finally realize it. Here I don't know if this is agreeing with what you're saying or it's the opposite of what you're saying. But what I loved about this movie is that it was only a good old fashioned murder mystery. Yeah. Like it didn't take on 16 different, you know, it didn't try to be more. It was the best murder mystery that I could remember seeing, but it didn't try. It wasn't trying to also be something else. It also, I should go back and watch knives out because I want to remember how that played out. Well, here's what I mean by subverting expectations. It in a normal murder mystery movie, and let's reference like Death on the Nile or mm-hmm. Murder on the Orient Express. At the end, the detective is, says who done it and brings the person oh, to justice. Oh, right, right, right. And it definitively yes. says, we know you did it. You're going to be held responsible and for And now we crime. explain how they did it. Well, I mean, this movie does do the explaining how they did it. But the difference is he LeBlanc admits he, he's not a police officer. He's the right. world's greatest detective right. for hire. He is not a police officer. Right. And thus it's his word against everyone else's. So he has to have evidence and even though he solved the crime he has no evidence to present. So he's like there's nothing I can do. And he went and sat down by the dock yeah. while the everyone's second favorite sister took care of business. Right. He's like here all that I can you know yeah. is let you Make, do what and, you got to do. And through her doing the thing, she's going to have him be in trouble for something else mm-hmm. and thus go down regardless of whether or not they can prove the other thing. He'll go down for another thing. Yeah. And then that changes everyone's mind to stand up against him. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. This movie was great. Yep. I really enjoyed it a lot. So, so there'd be a third? Uh, yeah, I was reading today that they said uh, Ryan needs a little time to get clear his head and uh, just take it in, but that he's already talking about like making more. And will it be such and such a Knives Out mystery? Uh, probably. I hope so. But I think it might go to theater yeah. instead of... I bet. This movie was part of a deal, because I was reading about it today, this movie was part of a deal that Netflix made was a two-part deal and i don't know if it means the the like two nice out movies or two movies or what but it was part of a two-part deal made during the pandemic to save production of films hmm. when everything was going under yeah because of the pandemic and uh that's why it went to streaming and not straight to, to film but if anything this movie has proven for netflix that the film like they can benefit from sh- from right. putting their stuff in theaters before, right? And like they can do both, right? They don't have to just do the streaming thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I think I hope that they're seeing 
what is obvious to us, which is that this model works. Yeah. You know, a week and then a week off and then stream it. I think it, I think it could go more. They could uh, absolutely. Be in the theater for more and then go to streaming. Absolutely, but they're not all going to be home runs like this. Right. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will say I, I respect the fact that they're sticking with their plan. Well, I'm, they, I'm surprised. Yeah. But I respect it. They've got. A, but I feel like if they went back on this, they couldn't. You know, everything they said would be taken for question. Yeah, but isn't that the industry? I mean, yeah. one of the things I loved about this movie is how it felt like it was in the real world to the point where there were the pandemic restrictions. Yeah. But then I love how they overcame. They shot something in their mouth, right. and he's like, "Well, what is that? Is it a?" Is it a this? He's like, I yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about like, it. Like you're fine. You're good now. <laughs> right. yeah. Like don't worry about right. it. And it's never brought up again. Right. Right. Yeah. That was awesome. All right. Well, let's move on to listeners' notes, questions, <laughs> answers, comments, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we heard from T Loney this week. Uh, do you want to handle this one? Let me handle this one. T Money wrote in. T Loney wrote in. Tony Baloney, that's what it is. Tony Baloney. Tony Baloney. Also known now, as lately, it's T Loney. Tony yeah. Baloney wrote in In the spirit of Thanksgiving, I plan on spreading the word about the podcast to more of my family. I've already been to the craft store and bought a large sheet of yellow poster board that I will trim down to the appropriate size, as he is wont to do. Right. I plan on adorning the turkey I cook with a sign. What better way to show my thankfulness to my family? I got photographic evidence of this. Oh, my God. And, Stop it. Uh, he did it. I don't doubt that for even a second. He did it. He had the he had it the right there on the turkey, on the yep. plates. Yep. I can only imagine. I don't know how his family reacted, but I can only imagine it was amazingly. Well, I just, and thankful. I just assume that they are all huge fans of the show. Yeah. Right? I mean, obviously. I mean, they must be. Right. He's got two sons, I think. Yeah. And a wife. Yeah. And a father-in-law of those ones. And those are just the ones we know about. Right. Yeah. He probably has another 10, 12 people in the house. Right. It's yeah. a full house. No doubt. Right. So uh, everyone's favorite sister hit us up. I made a joke earlier about everyone's second favorite sister. Oh, I heard it. You heard it. Yeah. No, okay. I, I recognize. Uh, and moved acknowledge. On. Yeah. And moved on. Okay. And appreciate. Okay. <laughs> so this note is actually from everyone's favorite sister. Right. I feel like this is... Sort of your bailiwick. Okay. That is a phrase. Bailiwick? Yeah. I mean, I know what you mean from context clues, and I've heard it before, but I honestly don't know what a bailiwick is. It's an expression. It it refers to, like, a certain area of expertise. Right, 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 right. Are you telling me you really never heard of that word? No, no, I've heard... The expression. Okay. And thus, I know what it means. Oh, okay. But, but you I don't, know, don't know what a bailiwick is. It's roots. Okay. It is a, uh, it covers your sphere of operations or particular area of interest. Right. As an expression, that's what it means. But what does bailiwick mean? The, well, I'm glad you would ask. The original geographic scope of bailiwick in the 19th century, it was absorbed into American English as a metaphor. The original French word is bele, which is combined with wick, the Anglo-Saxon suffix meaning a village, to perform, to produce a term in literal sense that would mean like a bailiff's village. Got it. So it's- Who he like, would know everyone and about right, everything. Right, right. 
And then over time, the bailiff's village got shortened to be bailiwick, which certain, which related to like your world, right. your sphere of interest. Right. right. Yeah. So anyway, All right. I, let's look at, you want to take that over? This is from about the, Wakanda Should forever. we take that over from the top? Oh. No, we're good. No, we'll take it over from the top. Oh, we're going to take it over yeah. from the top? Yeah, okay. So I made a joke about everyone's favorite sister earlier. You mean the one I was laughing hysterically yes. at? wasn't that great? It was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh I, was, I really appreciate that you saw it, acknowledged it, and respected it. Yeah, I honestly, I might tell some people that joke. That was, that was it great. It was pretty good. But then we also got a note from everyone's favorite sister. Whoa! Yeah, now this was great, but I think this was sort of more your bailiwick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Totally, definitely my wheelhouse. <laughs> Where does Wheelhouse come from? I thought we just went through all this to lock down Bailiwick. Doesn't isn't Wheelhouse about like your like isn't wouldn't that be your mill? No, I oh okay your mill yeah right I guess I don't know uh, I looked up my word you I'm not looking this up I mean like are you gonna make me look this up? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm sitting here going, please don't look it up. Please don't look it up. Yeah, okay. We're not gonna look it up. All right, so this is about Wakanda Forever. So spoilers for Wakanda Forever. Are you really gonna make me look it up? <laughs> really, really? Because if it was me, you would totally. I would make, make you look it up, even if I didn't want to, <laughs> out of spite. Right. All right. Everyone's favorite sister said, "I would love to know your thoughts on the scenes with Mbaku challenging." For the throne of Wakanda. Is he going to be the kind of king? Uh, is he going to be the king and Shuri will be the panther? Or is Shuri giving up the throne and the Black Panther? I got the feeling from the end of the movie she didn't want either. She just wanted to be free to go back to her lab and do what she does best and leave the ruling of a kingdom to someone else. What did you think? I'm certainly not qualified to answer this question. You've seen Wakanda Forever, though. Absolutely. And I know the scene she's referencing, and I understand the question. Okay. I really do. But, I mean, isn't it... Maybe I'm missing... Tell me if I'm missing something. I thought that was kind of the whole point, like leaving it as an open-ended question. Like, does any, are you telling me that ever, anybody knows? I'm... No. I think you're. it is left a little open, but I don't think it's quite that open. So if you go into the context of the situation, Mbaku clearly saw her off right, and knows that she's not there. right. And if you look at their relationship throughout the whole thing, Mbaku is not only much more, he, it's not like it was at the beginning of Wakanda uh, or at Black Panther where he was an outcast. He is mm -hmm. now not only a confidant, but a close confidant of Shiri's and they mm -hmm. trust each other where he gives her advice and she gives him advice and they listen to each other. I have no doubt in my mind that before she left, because he goes and he tell, he's the one to tell everyone she's not coming and then says, I'm here to challenge for the throne. I completely believe that she was like, I'm not ready to rule. I'm going to go be the Black Panther. Right. And he, and she said, rule, you should rule in my stead. And I, I think that he's at the point of respect for her, her brother, her family, to say, I will rule until you come back. Right. At which case, he will abdicate the throne back right. to her if she wants it. I, I, I agree, completely agree with that assessment. I thought that was sort of assumed. Yeah. I thought that was what we all watched. It's, it's implied, but I, I can understand because. 
I will. Everyone's favorite sister is not the first person to bring this up. I've seen it both online and people have asked me the question. I think that Baku is going to be the King of Wakanda and Shuri will be the Black Panther. And this whole story that you just told, yeah. I am completely on board with, except for one detail, which is I don't think Shuri would ever come back. Like, I think she's content to go out. Like, uh, imagine it like a superhero. Like, well, I feel like she's content to go off and be the Black Panther, period. So, so I think, so then that brings us, I think T'Challa will come and he will abdicate to. T'Challa. Okay, that when, makes more sense. Yes. Grow, as he, when he's older. And I think that's the more interesting and natural. Yeah, but I don't think it will be a conflict. Progression, right. He will be like, I only took the throne because yes. your family, there yes. was no one in your family to take it. Right. And so I took the responsibility. And he has grown. Yeah, he's know. not, he is not, the only reason he challenged in the first movie was because his tribe was outcast right. and underrepresented. Right. And thus, what other choice did he have to get representation for his people than to challenge for the only thing he could? Right. The throne. Yeah. Yeah. So that answers those questions. Look, if you want to be a part of the show, email us podcast at pensima.com. That's the best way to get yourself yeah. in here. We'll talk about yeah. your stuff, but let's move on to what are you doing? What's been going on in your life? What are you doing? Out what are you watching? What's going what? on in your oh, life? Are you throwing this back at me? I am. Reflecting it right back at you, baby. Wow. You know what I heard the other day? <laughs> I was out. And you know, you, you often bring up the, hey, girl. Hey, girl. Being like an ironic thing people uh, like use for me. I don't think it's ironic. I mean. It's your call sign. I mean, clearly. It's your call sign. Right. But I was somewhere and there was a lady who was not using it ironically and was literally like, hey, girl, hey, girl. Oh, yeah. She was yeah. like sitting behind me to everyone. And every time she did it, it was like nails on chalkboard. I was like, <laughs> So anyway, that's a little side note. What have I been doing? Penn and or season finale. This show is insane. Like it is not just like the best Star Wars in a while. I'm talking like. You have not seen Star Wars in this caliber probably since the original trilogy. So do you think this holds, this gives you high hopes for the next Star Wars? This gives me high hopes for season two of Andor. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I think that they can do really good um, with more Andor and um, maybe stories coming off of it like side stories, side characters, like this could be a really good subgenre of the series. Mm. There's no force. Mm -hmm. We don't need the force. We don't need Jedi. It's very real. Mm. Um, one of the big things is it's the first uh, Star Wars series to be filmed with practical sets instead of the technology they invented for the Mandalorian, mm. which is great. For when you have a lot of set, when, you ha when you're traveling all over the galaxy constantly, mm -hmm. but if you're consistently in the same areas, a physical set is goes so much further than the, right. the TV backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, to which I will say, I, I don't have a lot of like positive vibes about it, but it's not bad. It's yeah. very much a holiday special. 
and I don't, I didn't think that I expected more, but I guess I did. Um, it focuses a little bit too much on characters that I feel work great in an ensemble cast, but when you focus solely on those two characters, they get old to me very quickly. Mm. Um, it's only 45 minutes. Um, so if I think one of the things they said to someone who enjoyed it more than me was talking to me about it, um, and they were like, well, maybe you need to watch it again. And I think this is the first holiday thing I've watched this year. Mm. Maybe a little closer to Christmas when I'm in Christmas spirit. I might enjoy it more. Gotcha. Yeah. What are well, you speaking of Christmas, <gasps> Amy and I and Kayla watched <sighs> Spirited mm. with uh, Will Ferrell and what's his face? Oh, yeah. Was it good? It was great. It huh. was. It ran a little long for my taste. It's on Apple. It's on Apple Plus. Kayla fell asleep. She claimed to love it anyway, but I'm just saying she fell asleep. What but is it, she, like 40 now? Yeah. Amy and I loved it. Um, now, you're going to roll your eyes when I say what I'm about to say. So just get ready. <sighs> but this film should have been in a movie theater. Yeah. I mean, it's so good, and there's dancing and music and, like, some, you know, big musical numbers. And, like, everything about this movie was good. It may be, may be great, but it, it just screamed movie theater. Like, you should have been in a crowded theater, you know. Giggling and laughing. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then going out afterwards or going shopping beforehand. or You know, like, like this, this could have been, like, a perfect Christmas time movie. Right. So dumb that they didn't release it. Yeah. But I'm going to follow up and see if I can get it even after, because I think it's that good. Really? Yeah, and I think people will come see it for something to do. I mean, I, I'm not going to get... I would rather come watch it in the theater than get Apple Plus. Yeah. I also just need to say, Kayla and I continue to be working our way through New Girl. Hey, girl? New Girl. New Girl. <laughs> and I feel like... I just need to say, like, I love this show. This show is so great. Every plot, it's a sitcom. You know the you know the show I'm talking about, yeah. Zoe Dachanel and what, et cetera. Yeah, I'm not saying this is groundbreaking or this like changes your life or anything like that. And every single every single episode is like sitcom 101. Like you know exactly what's going to happen, hundred percent right. predictable, et cetera. But the writing and how they get there is just so like there's so many like little under the breath, mm. like under like sub subtle, I guess would be like, it's just a riot. Like Kayla and I just laugh our silly asses off watching this show. Silly gooses. It's so much fun. Laughing. We also finished, watched, started and finished the last season of dead to me. The new, oh. the new season, which none of us loved. It's a little bit heavy. Would you say that shows dead to you? <laughs> no. Cause I'll definitely watch it if they have another show, but I guess they, I guess they won't. Cause the one character dies. <gasps> She's she's just literally dead. <laughs> so I guess that's the end of it. But wow. we love I I love that I I liked that show a lot. The third season was good, but it was it was it was heavy. I mean, it was it morphed into a drama. Like the first season was like a comedy around a murder mystery type of that's the wrong word, but a comedy around like a dark like a black comedy you would call it. And then it sort of morphed, and now by the third season, it's a drama. Hmm. Per period. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's it for this week. Now, next week, once again, we are going to be doing 
a commentary track for Avatar, oh, oh, the boy. first Avatar. To celebrate. To celebrate. 200 shows. I know. It's going to be crazy. So now, to explain, that doesn't mean go watch Avatar and then listen to our show. No, no. No, no. You'll listen to our show as you watch Avatar. As movies were meant to be seen with us talking over them. Right. Yeah. I've always said that. Right. You know what would make this movie better? <laughs> if we were distractedly talking over it. Because right. that's your favorite thing is hearing odd noises that are unrelated yeah. to what's on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. All right. But if you want to be a part of the show. <laughs> what's that thing you have? It's schizophrenia. <laughs> Did you just say, what's that thing you have? Yeah. <laughs> that was sly. That almost got in. That almost got in. <laughs> uh, look, if you want to be a part of the show, yeah. the best way to do that is to email us, podcast mm. at so Or you good. can head over to the Facebook page. We're over there. Yep. Trailer Master Jason, now that he's done with his kid. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's done and raised, basically, right. at this done point. Done and done. <laughs> he's putting his trailers over right. there. So, right. you know, you got that going on. Right. But look, if you want to support the show, what's the number one way people can do that? Well, I mean, have you been hearing about this? Uh, I mean, I've heard some things. You've heard some things. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me be the first to tell you, they're all true. <laughs> <laughs> Just as I was drinking. So. It's true, David. Every word. Yeah. Every word is true. And I'm here to tell you what everyone's talking about. Mm. What the kids are doing is they are recording commentary tracks to play over other podcasts. <laughs> <sighs> and the commentary track what it is, is it's real quiet. You don't say anything. And then like 10 minutes into the podcast, when the other guy takes a breath, you say, you should be listening to the Penn Cinema podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Penn Cinema podcast is way better. I, I have something I want to suggest. Talk to me. And I'm going to see how you feel about this. You might veto this. No. Inconceivable. You might, you might veto it. I could but never. But I'm going to say, yes. the best way you could support the show this week mm. After making commentary track right. of another show. Right. <laughs> is I want you to get a piece of cardboard cut down to post-it note size. Right. Right? <laughs> right. And I want you to put a hook on it. Maybe like a Christmas tree <laughs> hook. Right. Right? Yeah. And then when you come into the theater, there's a big tree. <laughs> and I want you to just... You can check with a manager ahead of time. No, no, so no, no. You can just put your little ornament <laughs> on the tree. And then, you know, that's a little that's a little prize for someone else to find later. So a little thing that says, listen to the Pencil the Podcast right there on the tree. What's this note? Who hung the... Oh, my God. What in the world? Listen to the Pencil the Podcast. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. I think that is a capital idea. That might be, be the best idea you've ever had. Right. And that's basically telling a friend. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't want to cut down yellow parchment paper to be a sticky note, and you don't want to go through the effort of making a commentary, right. just tell a friend. Yeah. It's the smallest effort. This is least. Yeah. All right. Well, once again, for the Pencil Note Podcast, 
Craig Dijon-Bolton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take care and party on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.